I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? You are very welcome along to tonight's Late Night Agenda, where we will be talking about the usual. We'll be talking about the summer transfer business. We will be looking ahead to, well, the season which starts relatively soon enough. Tomorrow, 1st of August, we are 14 days away from the Reds finally kicking off. It feels like forever since we last played a competitive game. We will, of course, be talking about the new captain and vice captain of Liverpool Football Club, which was confirmed today. Uh, it was a lovely little video as well put out by the club showing the moment where Jurgen Klopp told Trent that he would be the club's vice captain. So I enjoyed watching that. And yeah, as always, nice to see you guys. Appreciate you being in. And uh, I hope that you're all well. It's your show. You know the drill. You tell me what you want to talk about. We'll do my best to, uh, to get through it all for you. Who has... Heard the news about Liverpool's new captain and vice-captain. It's not really going to be too much of a surprise to you, but Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool Football Club today confirmed that Virgil van Dijk is the new Liverpool captain and that Trent Alexander-Arnold will be the club's new vice-captain. And look, I don't think we can have any complaints about those selections. You know, there's many candidates that would have been uh, fine with me anyway. I said Mohamed Salah, Alisson, Robbo, Trent, VVD, all very good, very worthy candidates. So congratulations to Virgil van Dijk on being the new Liverpool Football Club captain. And I'm sure that he will lead us with distinction as, uh, as he always has done when he's represented us. So yes, Happy on that one. Are we all good about it? A little bit of a surprise on Trent being vice-captain, and I mean that in a good way. I think this is probably an indication from Klopp to say to him, look, you're vice-captain at the minute, but you are a Liverpool football club captain and waiting. And um, it was lovely, as I mentioned at the start of the stream, to see that moment where Klopp told Trent on the pitch training in Singapore that he was going to be the new vice-captain. Um, you could see Klopp was almost excited about getting to tell him, which was lovely to see. What do I think about Trent being vice-captain? Is he too young? Um, no, I don't think he's too young. I think I think it's very clever. You know, it might be just me on this one, but I've seen I've seen a different Trent show up for preseason. Trent looks again, I don't know how to word this other than the very basic way I'm going to word it. But Trent looks like he left last season 
as an adolescent and has come back this season as a man. He looks like he's filled out physically. He looks like he's maturing into his role in the squad. And I think Jürgen, giving him the vice captaincy, is, is very astute, very clever. And, you know, let's Trent know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep progressing the way you're progressing. Keep working hard on the training pitch. And the likelihood is that you will be the next Liverpool captain. And, you know, for a boy that grew up, you know, a scouser, what greater honour than to captain Liverpool Football Club. So I think it's genius by Jurgen Klopp to give Trent the vice captain's armband. And I fully expect Trent to push on now with this new role. Uh, what do you think of Virgin Trent being captain and vice captain? Love the streams. Thank you, David. I think it's brilliant. You know, my only fear was that Van Dijk mightn't have wanted to be captain because he spoke, I said this to you before, he spoke, uh, I think while he was away on international duty with the Netherlands, about the impact of having that leadership, uh, the the negative impact it had on him from the point of view of, you know, he felt like it, it just distracted him a bit. So I wasn't sure if he would have wanted the captaincy, but no issues with him being the captain. If Verge is happy to have it, you know, perfect. Uh, and Trent as vice captain, I think is genius. He, you know, he, he looks like he's ready for that. Um, yeah, he looks like he's maturing. He's growing into his body. And he looks serious, man. I'm I'm really impressed with Trent and how he's come back for this season. Robbo should have been vice captain. I mean, it did come as a shock to me, Keith, that he wasn't uh, one of the two. You know, I've I've said myself I would have had him consideration for the captaincy. Definitely, Andy Robertson. Any of any two from Allison, Salah, Van Dyke, Robbo, and Trent were would have been fine with me. Um, yeah, so look, yes, I I think he's in the leadership group, Robbo, isn't he? Yeah, definitely agree with you. You know, I thought I thought it would have been Van Dyke and then Robertson, if I'm being honest with you. I thought they were the two Klopp was going to go with. Rather than us go through this tonight and maybe be critical of Klopp or be critical of the recruitment team, there's one set of people that we do need to be critical of, and that is once again our owners. Because however you dress this up, this has not been the window we were promised. And look, there's time. But I don't believe them. That's the simple simple truth of it. I just don't believe anything that FSG say. And is it a coincidence today that there was an update on the investment coming to Liverpool Football Club? And by update, I mean they've been kicking the can down the road yet again. The Echo have got their uh, noses so far rammed up FSG's rear end that it almost makes me laugh at times. But they're still speaking about the search for investment. Now, call me cynical. But I see this as them basically starting the excuses already and talking about kicking the can down the road and big investment and more spending down the line. Yeah, we've heard this one before. So time for us to actually start putting the pressure on. Like I've said, as fans, we need to speak up now and we need to demand more from these owners. It isn't good enough. It's not acceptable. Uh, Jack Howe, thank you, mate, said, I hate that we're seen as a poor club despite having owners who are worth literally 21 billion. That's more than the owner of Madrid. There's no excuse. They are they are just charlatans is the word that I like I like to use Jack um and I I'm very careful these days about what I say because you know the channel's grown the channel's getting more presence and I have to word what I say a bit more carefully now but I have no belief in FSG from the point of view of actually investing in the playing staff none I just don't you can say to me that they've spent before and I will counter you in telling you why they spent before but right now we are. 14 days away from kicking off against Chelsea and we have made two signings, two. 
not good enough. We've, we've moved seven or eight players on. It's nonsense. And this nonsense about maybe one more signing being enough to get us through the season is also that. Nonsense. We need a centre-back. We need two more midfielders, including Lavia. And then, maybe then, we can look at the season and think, OK, the rebuild is a good way through. But right now, more action is needed from the owners and we need to speak out about it. And look, I get it. There are still people who very much think that FSG are are, uh, doing what they can. Surely to God, the penny must be dropping now. It's no coincidence that these articles about the, the investment or where that investment may come from down the line are starting to come out now. Liverpool fans starting to get a little bit tetchy about how slowly this window is moving. And you know what? We've every right to be. We've every right to be annoyed. Look at Manchester United. They apparently had FFP issues going into this window. And I'm not moaning about their FFP stances, by the way. I'm talking about the fact that even in transition, where they may or may not get new owners, they're still out there spending serious money. 72 million. And then whatever it costs for the keeper, 40-something million, I think it was. It's not good enough from our owners. It's pathetic. And once again, there is a large section of our fan base that's falling for it. And is saying, give them the benefit of the doubt. Wait till the window closes. We've seen this. We've seen this year after year. Promises, false dawns, promises for the future. Rinse and repeat. We go again. And the same mouthpieces, the same brown nosers that never speak out against the owners come out out of the woodwork every single summer with the same excuse making, the same bullshit about how clever they are and how they're doing what they can. It is nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. Todd Bowley and Chelsea are doing what they can. Manchester United in transition are doing what they can. Arsenal are doing what they can. What we're getting is more frustration. What we're getting is more false dawns. And we can't put up with it. We deserve better. Klopp deserves better. If we want to challenge. And we're not at a point now where we're building on a great season from last season. We're coming in with a point to prove. We're coming in having to try and force our way back into the real top European places or to challenge for a league title. And we're a long way away from that as we sit here right now. We've made two very astute pieces of business, two great signings, but two swallows a summer does not make. We have to go in there and get minimum three more signings before this window closes if we want to be taken seriously. We're a joke, become an FSG, can do one now, said DMAC. Um, so can I ask you guys, are there still people in the chat, sincerely, who believe that FSG are doing all they can do? That they are back in the manager? Or are we all on the same page now? Are we all getting to the point where, you know, once again, we're starting to see that unless we start kicking up a fuss, I don't think we're going to get the summer that we've been promised. Uh, the owners think Elliot and Curtis will. Yeah, that's just not good enough. Look, there is an emphasis on Liverpool raiding other clubs now. And actually, let me just break this down for you. So David Lynch has said, after Brexit, Liverpool have been forced to look closer to home to bolster their ranks at academy level. Deals that brought the likes of Bicetic to the club are lo- no longer possible. So they've pivoted to raiding other youth setup for British sides. That's grand. I don't mind us going out there and bringing in younger players. And if a few of them pay off, like by Cechic or maybe Bobby Clark will, that's great. But you can't just go with that. You need to supplement that with giving Klopp the tools to go out there and challenge. And again, they're not doing it. And whatever way you are on this, whether you are defensive of the owners or not, one thing that you have to admit is Klopp has told us all many times he wants players in as early as possible. So... Whatever you think about this, 
they're not doing that. They're not giving Klopp the best chance at success this season because once again, we're two weeks away from the season starting. Our pre-season's almost over. We've got a game against Bayern Munich on Wednesday, so no new signing will be there for that one. And then we've a game against Darmstadt one week before the Premier League gets underway. Yet again, two signings. Not good enough. At what point are we allowed to start getting angry, my friends? What point? Because I am truly getting frustrated at the lack of activity. You know, the activity, we, the signings we've made are brilliant. I think we're all in agreement on that one. But it isn't good enough now that we're closing in on the season starting and we have no defensive midfield player at this particular moment in time other than Stefan Bajcetic. But I'm sure we'll sign one. But we could have done with signing him and given them more time to bed in, especially when you're talking about an inexperienced player like Romeo Lavia. Uh, we've no other midfielders to come in yet and we've still got no centre-back. So I truly don't know what it's going to take for people to start getting frustrated uh, FSG's miserly ways. They are simply chances, spoofers. You know, they're doing the bare minimum and they're only doing the stuff that makes them money. They're adding to the stadium. They'll get that money back, but they'll also get it back again when they sell. And remember, Liverpool Football Club's owners have pretty much already recouped their investment into the club when they sold 11% of all of their holdings to um, to FSG, or to Redbird Capital, sorry. FSG are sitting there like, we bought you players, what more do you want from us? The big rebuild that we are promised is what we want. Because remember, and again, I've got to be very careful what I say, but remember, we were told we didn't sign anybody in midfield last season, in the summer, in the winter, because the right players weren't available and that the money was going to be available for the right players. How long does it take to track a player and sign one? Because we're talking 18 months now. It is bullshit and it is excuse making. And you and I and every other Liverpool fan are being taken for absolute mugs. Unfortunately, and this is the part I don't like to say, some people are mugs and some people are buying into it and some people are drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, Josh said, Craig, I've absolutely had it with FSG. We need Lavia, another CDM and a centre-back. The season starts in two weeks and we have two players. An absolute disgrace. Much love. Yes, it is an absolute disgrace, Josh. And th there's nobody will convince me that Klopp's happy with it. He'll come out and lie to the camera and tell us he's happy with it because he needs to keep the peace and he's the leader of the club but he needs to make sure that everybody's contented. But there's no way I'm having it that he's happy. There's no way I'm having it that he's sitting over there now in Singapore and he's not hammering the phones, telling Schmatke or whoever to get stuff done, to get stuff moving. Because we're, we, it's not like we're kicking off with a nice handy number either. We've had a very difficult game to start this season away at Chelsea. Free spending Chelsea. Um, and... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We know how this works. If we lose that game, then we get frustrated as fans and we all start turning on each other and we all start getting angry and we all start moaning about why do we not do enough business? And I've been trying to be proactive about this for a long time, but I just get that you're a wool. Nobody likes you here in Liverpool, Craig. You're only a troublemaker. You're only moaning, blah, blah, blah. No, I care. I really care. And I'm just incapable of listening to bullshit. Sorry, I'm trying to go through some of your comments. I think I missed the super chat somewhere. Uh, Benjamin. Yes, I did. Thank you, mate. Uh, Oh, I think that might be the first New Zealand super chat I've ever had, Benjamin. Love it. Welcome in. Said, hello, Craig. Love the chat from New Zealand. Just a question. What's your opinion on Man United signing of Hoyland? Do you think he's a great player? And how do you think he will compare to Nunes? He's a good player. Yes. Fans overreact. We overreacted when we signed Darwin. Because you want the best, right? You want to think this kid is a superstar. I, I understand United fans being happy. And Hoyland, in my opinion, is a very fine player. But, you know, we've got to have some realism to the conversation as well. He scored nine goals in Serie A last year. Hardly pulling up trees. I do rate the kid. I have watched them play for Denmark. And he's got something about him. So if I was a United fan, yeah, I'd be excited about that signing, but I wouldn't be instantly trying to compare him to to others. For instance, if we're being real about it, the hype in world football is a lot bigger around Darwin than it was around Hoyland. And look, people will argue back against me. Of course, United fans will say that's nonsense. It isn't, though. Look at how long we were hearing Newcastle, United, Liverpool, other clubs like Real Madrid being linked with Darwin Nunes. So when we got him, I was over the moon and I was willing to be patient. People write it off last season saying 14 goals was a terrible return. It wasn't. It was similar to Suarez. It was similar to Sadio Mane. And I think we'll all agree they worked out just fine. So I think it's a good signing. I think they overpaid um, by by about 20 million in all honesty. But if I'm a fan, do I really care if my club overpays or not? Well, no, not if you're like United and you know that they have money. If we overpay, we know it's going to have a, a negative effect down the line because it will mean somebody else won't be bought. But if you're at a club like United, maybe you don't really care. As long as you get the player in, you know, do I care what we paid for Van Dyke? No, not a bit because we see what Van Dyke has done to the squad. Lots of people asking about the hijacking, right? A hijacking from United's perspective. Yeah, so there's a report today that suggests that Manchester United are looking to make a late move for Romeo Lavia and potentially hijack Liverpool's deal for the Southampton player. Uh, I don't see it being a problem, as I've mentioned to you guys before. Yes, I've been really honest about it. Right now, Manchester United could offer the kid Champions League football, which is something that Liverpool honestly just can't offer this season, as we know. But as I've always said to you guys, Liverpool are far along with this one and the player has been sold the pitch. The player has been, you know, convinced of the project and I don't see United being a big problem. Now, financially, we can't compete with Manchester United. I can't sit here and tell you otherwise. Manchester United also today confirmed the new 10-year kit sponsorship deal with Adidas, which will bring them in £900 million, £90 million a season. Um, But... I'm just going to reiterate what I've said. As soon as Fabinho's paperwork is signed off, 
Liverpool will, will, in my opinion, announce the Lavia thing. Now, what I can say to you guys is the second bid has gone in. We were talking about this over the past day or two, and we were wondering when Liverpool will lodge that second bid. The journalists, particularly the English ones, have been briefed now about that second bid. So Liverpool will have put the offer in. Um, I still, to this moment, don't know the exact makeup of Liverpool's new improved offer to Southampton. I don't know if it's 40 with 5 million in add-ons or 42.5 with 2.5 million in add-ons. But either way, it's believed that the second offer is about 45 million and that has been lodged. So... I expect this to get over the line soon. Um, but I'm as frustrated as everybody else about what's going on with the Fabinho deal. It is dragging and dragging and dragging. Fabinho is now gone from Liverpool Football Club. Just as I am sitting here reporting this, we have now got the here we go on Fabinho. He is officially no longer a Liverpool Football Club player. That's according to you guys in the chat. And I'm taking you a face value here because I haven't got the, the information yet sent to me. But... There's too many people in it that's, uh, that's saying it, so I believe it to be true. So, as I've always told you, expect movement now. Expect Alavia stuff to kick on. Liverpool wanted that deal signed off, making sure that they had the money in the bank and ready to go. Now we'll see Lavia. So, Fabinho, thank you for your service, mate. Wish you and your wife and your family all the best in the future. But he is no longer a Liverpool Football Club player, and we will turn our attentions to signing Romeo Lavia from Southampton very swiftly. Here's the Fabinho post to say goodbye to Liverpool. He said, Today I leave my home. It's been five years wearing this jersey and always with the greatest honour and happiness possible. Since day one at Liverpool, I've been embraced by everyone. What I saw inside this club, the relationship between the people there, made me feel like family. In these five years, I grew as a player, as a man. I made my dreams come true. With that jersey, I won every title a player can dream of. Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup. Thanks to Liverpool, I reached my highest level and played a World Cup. Thanks to Liverpool, I fulfilled my dream of walking into a stadium with my son in my arms. Thanks to Liverpool, I played in the best stadium in the world, with the best atmosphere in the world, which is Anfield. Thanks to Liverpool, I lived, my biggest, I lived the biggest match of my life, the comeback against Barcelona, which was only possible thanks to Anfield. Uh, that moment will always be in my memory. Sorry, I just got to lift this up a bit to finish reading it. That moment will always be in my memory. Where is it? Uh, I love this crowd, what it represents for the club. This love relationship between the club and the fans has always impressed me. And I can say without any fear that you'll never walk alone. After that match, alongside our fans, was the most defining moment of my career with Liverpool. I say this with all my heart, full of joy. I love this club. One more little bit to raise up. One sec. Uh, thank you, Reds, for everything we've experienced together. You will never walk alone. See, Jordan Henderson, take note. That's how you say goodbye. Not your, I can't read from a script. Sounds like I couldn't be bothered nonsense. That was beautiful from Fabinho. And um, yeah, I mean, lovely to hear. And yeah, thank you, Fabinho. And thank you to his good lady wife, Rebecca. And you know, everything that they've done while they've been at the club. And that's how you depart a football club, my friends. Absolute class from Fabinho. So nice one, mate. I didn't think I'd be this sad about Fabinho, said Zach Craig. Yeah, I am as well, um, for a couple of reasons. One, I think Fabinho had a couple more years left in him in Europe at the highest level before he moved on. Um, but ultimately, he made his own decision. And, you know, I guess we got to respect that. But yeah, that, that's how you say goodbye, my friends. And I think Jordan Henderson could learn a lesson from that. 
and many other footballers could because I can only speak for me. I read that for the first time as I was reading it out to you guys and I felt sincere. I felt it oozed sincerity. I really did. Liz said Fabinho made her eyes leak. Um, Yeah, it was beautiful. And fair play to him. So, yes, well done, Fabinho. Jeff, elusive glue, thank you for your super chat. Said, Craig, I have a weird feeling. I thought the Lavia deal was not connected to any of our players leaving. So why has this become connected? It's connected from the point of view of if Fabinho's deal broke down, Jeff, we don't need a DM if Fabinho's deal broke down. Then we probably have to look at another type of midfielder. So they aren't linked financially as such, but the club needed to know that before they commit that much money, which was going to be a significant amount of money, that we didn't need, we didn't have too many players for that position because we aren't a club that has that much money to show around. So to me, it makes some sense on the Fabinho stuff. And especially when the deal looked like it was in a bit of trouble. So I do have some sympathies on that one. But it's done now. And, the, you know, now we need to really go into overdrive. Because if we haven't got two more players over the line in the next week, I'm going to be fuming. Absolutely fuming. Traded. Because I'm sitting here now saying we know Colwell's not happening. But we probably knew that was very unlikely all summer because, you know, the ball was in Chelsea's court. So what are we doing then? What are we doing? We need to get our finger out because we need a centre-back. The manager has said we want the centre-back. If it's that we go in for Inacio or one of the other players we've been linked to, I'm going to ask you all the same question. Why are we waiting so long? Like, the Lavia stuff is frustrating the shit out of me because I know and you know and we all know how long we've been linked with him and how clear it's been that he's going to be the one we want to bring in. So that will happen, and that will happen soon. But again, I don't understand the rationale behind waiting. I don't get it. He signed a five-year contract for 200k a week. Wow. I mean, I'd love to know how, how Chelsea are balancing the books. I really, really would. Because it's not like they have a monstrous stadium. I think Stamford Bridge holds in the low 40s, if I'm not mistaken. So how are they coming up with all this money? Because they're signing players to beat the band still. I remember when Pochettino got the job, the the angle coming out from the media was that Pochettino's coming in knowing he won't have any money to spend. He has to work with what's there. Well, that's been nonsense. Um, we've also seen them agree a deal for a centre-back yesterday. Uh, we've seen them agree a deal for a defensive midfield player with Ron, I believe, as well. So where are they getting their money from? And how is it that every other club is seemingly able to spend, but we haven't got a pot to pee in? It's very... But yeah, people are still going to defend the owners. People are still going to sit here and say, but Craig, they're doing everything they can. They're not. They're not. They really aren't. And they're not even shown now that they want to be competitive. We can't sign two players two weeks away from the season starting and think we're going to win the league. And if we're not going in trying to win the league, what's the point? Do you agree that VVD is getting slow? So I don't know if he's getting slow or if he's having doubts over his own body. And I also don't feel it's fair for me to give an opinion on him on that because, you know, he came back from a potentially career-ending injury and he wasn't young when it happened. He was, what, 30 years of age when that happened? So for him to get back to playing to the level he did and hopefully continues to do is a great achievement in itself. So if he has lost a yard of pace... 
I feel like he's one of the type of players who can get away with losing a yard of pace because his reading of the game is so brilliant. And what, what is it that Cannavaro used to always say? If you're making a tackle or a sliding tackle, it's, it's too late. You know, you've already fucked up because you want to be reading and mopping up those situations before you have to make the tackle. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe he has lost a bit of pace, but I don't think it will be too, um, to his detriment too much. Who will replace Salah while he plays at the AFCON? When we signed Sobitzlai, I remember reading a piece that said that Liverpool are looking at Sobitzlai as not only a number 10 at the club, but also as somebody who can fill in for Mohamed Salah on the right-hand side. So, you know, Doak could absolutely come into play as the season goes on. Got himself a goal yesterday, looking very sharp. Um, and, you know, maybe he'll get some games as well in the Europa League. So by the time January, February comes around... It'll be probably between those two. And don't forget, Harvey Elliott can play on there. Uh, Cade Gordon is still working his way back to fitness. So we don't know if Cade Gordon uh, will put in some performances maybe in the Europa League that make the manager think that he could have a run out. Jada could replace Salah. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're very gifted in that department. So Jada could do it. You could switch Lucho across to the right-hand side, put Darwin on the left-hand side and Gakpo through the middle. You know, we're not short of options. So look, my friends, look, just one last shout out for the live show before I finish up tonight. We've got four days to go. You can get your tickets to sugarclub.com or just look in the description of this stream and you will see a link there. And uh, yeah, I will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. We'll be having a look ahead to the game against Bayern Munich on Wednesday morning. We will be doing a watch along over here on the channel. I am just about to record a video on FSG. So I want to know your thoughts on it. So it should be out at about 10 past quarter past 10. Do give it a watch if you get a chance. Let me know if you agree or disagree with me. And uh, I look forward to reading your comments. But again, thank you so much for your help tonight. Thank you so much for your support tonight. And um, really appreciate you coming in saying hello. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 